What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild episode 144, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, we're here. Titans is tomorrow. How are you guys feeling? You know, I it's been like five days since I've uh, really played any Arstone, so like I'm actually itching to play a little bit. I'm I'm looking forward to the to the release tomorrow. I had a good time with the theory crafting, but uh, was exhausted from <laughs> like seven hours of uh, of streaming new cards. Yeah, um, I have also been uh, very hands off when it comes to Hearthstone the past few days. Uh, which is good. It means uh, I'm really eager for tomorrow as well. If we were in the EU, EU it would be today. Uh, <laughs> so, time zone. It's funny how that works. Um, but no, I'm very eager uh, and very happy to provide you guys with all the absolutely 100% correct insight. And never going to be wrong about anything as we even look back at our old predictions. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Um, Alright, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for the laughs when you, uh, when you talk about our, our strongest cards. Um, this this upcoming expansion as well as last, but uh, you know, surely Corp would never be wrong, including about his predictions, you know, two weeks ago about automaton priest, right? Not wrong about a single thing, absolutely not. Um, I mean, all right. well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I had a 100% win rate against him in the uh, theory crafting event. Yeah, well, we'll talk about automaton priest in a bit here. We'll, we'll, we'll save the content. We'll save the content. Uh, before we look forward, uh, I think it is important that we you know take a little bit of a of a step back, look back at uh, Festival of Legends, uh, and what was, um, and it, it was really funny, kind of looking back, um, you know, towards the beginning of the Festival of Legends. Uh, do you guys remember uh, Instrument Tech with uh, with Unnerved Twigs uh, and Sphere? Uh, what a couple of weeks that was, guys. Huh? That, that was actually only four months ago. Yeah, it, it, it honestly feels like an eternity ago. When you sent over the, the show notes, I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh my god, that happened. And it was just as bad as everyone expected it to be. Maybe worse. Maybe it was, it, it it was, was maybe worse. Yeah. It was worse. Well, like, well, I had a great time. I had so much fun. It was the most fun that I had this entire expansion was playing Drew in those first three weeks. It was fantastic. I loved it. God, I, I remember... And I know HS replay stats aren't perfect, but I remember what was it? Uh, if you played Tech on two, and Twig on four, like the win rate was like eighty percent or something like that, and that was ooh, what a. What uh, a I still I still have all these great screenshots of like the um the the population and stuff still on my Twitter feed. It's uh it's pretty unreal the the Druid population would have got up to, um, at the time. Like it was well over fifty percent of Legend. It, it was crazy. It was a good time. <laughs> good time bad times you know people have different different experiences of the of those two weeks uh but that, that was only four months ago that that happened this expansion um yeah and then after they uh they gutted twig we we had that whole metagame uh, of even shaman shutter shaman and uh questline druid i think everybody loved that uh and loved this, those decks um you know quest druid spread the word we'll talk about that card uh you know later harmonic mood uh some some groovy cat and some arcane giants I think probably uh, one of the biggest winners uh, of this set. Um, and then we also kind of had the, uh, you know, two brand new decks kind of pop into the scene. We had Questline Demon Hunter, which was like the first Demon Hunter deck that wasn't odd, uh, that had made a huge impact on Wild. And then we had a large population of Kingsbane Rogue. Um, but unlike Questline Demon Hunter, it was not very good, even though people complained about it, you know, a lot. A lot. Um, it, I, I think it, like, fooled some people early on, like... I'm talking the first 
week of the expansion because you know it's not that hard to shove in some weapon synergy cards into kingsbane rogue and blast some people that are testing out new cards and but for some reason like that perception of it from that first week stuck like almost throughout the entirety of the expansion with some players even though it like was not a good deck and then people especially down ladder really didn't even like wrap their heads around Questline Demon Hunter being a deck, despite it being one of the best decks in the format, until Twist came out, really. And, like, that kind of exposed uh, its relative dominance as well uh, to a broader population. It's like the the perception of the two decks was completely flipped in terms of their, um, like, actual success. Yeah. Um, This was even talked about... Uh... But did we even talk about this before the expansion launched that Questline De Druid is going to be much better, but then Kingsbane was going to be the thing that people complained about more? I, I think we were we were still high on just like straight outcast uh, Demon Hunter. I think that uh, maybe we got baited by some of the um, other cards, or at least I personally was. Um, so I think we were a little bit higher on that. But like in general, yes. Yeah, I think spe specifically after the Twig nerf. Because, like, during Twig Heyday, that's when we realized that just, like, playing the quest line in your Druid decks was kind of busted. And, like, playing that package. And then I think after Twig got nerfed, that's when we had this conversation of, yeah, they're both the same deck. One's good, one's not. But people are going to complain about Kingsbane, so. Oh, sorry. Did you say I, I was talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, Druid, not Demon Hunter. Okay. That's okay. I get I... Demon Hunter confused with every other class as well. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm joining that, uh, that party then. <laughs> um. And then, uh, you know, just to wrap up the, the festival meta post-mini set, um, I think it's important to note the uh, just the drastic drop-off uh, of Pirate Rogue, where people, you know, I think are always thinking about it and a little bit scarred by Swordfish on 3. Uh, but that deck's popularity and win rate has been going down and down uh, throughout the entire set, um, kind of corresponding with the rise of stuff like the mech decks coming back and then specifically, everybody's favorite Seeker Mage uh, with Costume Singer. Well, this is very similar um, to what was happening to the deck before it got Jolly Roger. Um, it had just been a very long time of playing the same exact list. And Pirate Rogue was for a moment there. It's like, is it actually tier 3? Like, wait, what's going on? And it's like, it got the best card in its deck, basically. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. It's fine. Um, but yeah, then it's happening again. It, it's kind of the same sort of thing that was happening with Pirate Warrior towards the very end in Wild. Um, where uh, this sort of like very on board, it doesn't cheat out tons of mana compared to some of the other things in the format. And so it's pretty understandable why this would fall off a little bit faster compared to something like perhaps even Shaman uh, as another aggro deck. So um, yeah, the pirates, uh, if they don't get support, they get worse. Uh, shocker. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see where Pirate Rogue eventually lands because it does have a very strong foundation for the future. And it does have a strong foundation of uh, robots playing it at uh, lower ranks, which is probably not doing a whole lot of good for its win rate. But like even even outside of that, it's just like it, it's not because like even Shaman still performs very well, and it is nearly as frequently botted. And probably the bots make just far more egregious misplays with that than uh, than Pirate Rogue. So it, you can't explain all of the the decks like drop off with uh, just a botting. I think it's just like it's just not as powerful of a deck as even Shaman, for instance, or uh, the mech decks. All right, so kind of kind of looking back at the entirety of Festival Legends, outside of Twig Druid, if you guys had to pick one huge winner from the set, 
What are you guys picking? I mean, either of the quest line decks for sure. Like, just completely, uh, you know, were dominant. Um, not only in in wild in two formats, like they they were dominant in uh, both uh, wild and twist because they were both like entirely playable in in each of those formats and like are just kind of the best decks in in wild right now. Uh, still, like with uh, some of the mech decks, uh, you know, approaching uh, that if they first get some more support which they are and second um you know start seeing a higher play rate which they will because they get new cards yeah like when i when i think about this set i'm going to be thinking about twig and questline and then i'm going to be thinking about demon hunter getting its first real deck uh that isn't just like a hero power you know strapped together with 30 other cards um uh, so that's that's great you know like it, it's a it's a real milestone in Wild's history, like Wild is hopefully going to be a format to run for a very long time, and this is the first time that the new class got something that was very Wild specific, that was very powerful. So, um, big wins for Demon Hunter and Shaman. Just Shaman just keeps on winning. Shaman just keeps on winning every expansion. It's, it's been this way for uh, some time. Yeah, and, and it probably will be for this upcoming one too. We'll, we'll get to that as well. Um, all right, so that was the uh, the Festival of Legends recap. Uh, in terms of the meta, but it's also time uh, to recap our, our predictions uh, from four months ago. We, we sat here in this very spot and, and uh, we talked about what we thought our five strongest cards were going to be. So I think at this point, we're, we're going to talk about each each person's predictions. Um, I think it's going to be a lot less exciting than our predictions for this set because uh, there was a lot of overlap. I went back and, and, and listened. Um, so... There's a lot of low-hanging fruit as well. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's some obvious here. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so Raffle had Instrument Tech, Glaive Tar, Rush the Stage, Spread the Word, and Mic Drop. Um, so I think we can safely say, like, Instrument Tech, Glaive Tar, Spread the Word, Busted busted Escorts. I, I think we're, we're pretty safe Dude, in saying that he was correct on those. I, I think Mic Drop is pretty close in there as well. Like, it actually, like, the fact that Kingsbane Rogue went from seeing no play to seeing some play even if uh, it was exaggerated. I still think it's probably a worse pick than Harmonic Hip Hop because like that was probably the thing did a lot more heavy lifting for the deck than uh, than Mic Drop. And similarly with uh, Rush the Stage, I think uh, I was a little bit too Walloper pilled uh, going into the expansion and didn't see the uh, the vision that was uh, Brutes. Yeah. All right. So, so Corb... Um crazy here uh you also had three of the same things uh you had instrument tech spread the word glaive tar um you know the, the good picks you also had rush the stage um eh, we, we were all i think a little bit pilled on this one um and then you had a little bit of a different pick here than mic drop uh with love everlasting and i actually went back and listened to the episode and i remember you specifically saying uh that because you love big priest and you were always thinking about it and that's why you picked love everlasting um <laughs> uh, do you want to defend yourself from the youtube comments Defend myself? This is a great pick. Uh, this is absolutely correct. Uh, what are you talking about? I, I picked I, the best card in Big Priest that isn't Shadow Essence. I, I wasn't uh, saying you were wrong. I was saying the whole, you know, <laughs> loving and always thinking about Big Priest thing. Uh, well, everybody knows that, though. I mean, come on. Um, I know, the other the other two people on this show try not to think about it, but I'm willing to go where they are. With some very bold Priest predictions. You know, that's my uh, my niche, apparently. Yeah, and it's going to keep going. Uh, the automatons. Mm. I'm, I'm holding you to that one. Um, all right, and then mine, I kind of went a little bit out of left field. I had instrument tech, spread the word, 
rush the stage. Uh, we've already talked about those. Uh, I also had Love Everlasting, the the big priest defender in me, um, and then I had Volume Up as my last card here. And so I think I take the bl- or the the award for kind of the worst prediction here. Um, not that Volume Up's a, a bad card, but I said that I wanted to be different because I had Glavetar as one of my favorite cards in the set, and I didn't want to repeat myself and repeat you guys, but. I think you definitely should have had Glavetar in here. I think that's a much better card than Volume Up. Not the Volume Up, yeah. Bad, but yeah, I, it, it's not that far off from Rush to the Stage, though, in terms of like wild viability. So I don't think you're. I, I, I don't know. That's that's not that bad of a choice comparatively. I, th- I think if I was going to go through and pick the top five, it probably would be Spread, um, Spread Love Everlasting, Harmonic would be the pick. Uh, which uh, Harmonic? The mm. Harmonic Hip Hop. Okay. Oh. No, not mood. I'd say harmonic hip hop. I think okay. I had a mood. And then, um, what were the other two I had? I had glaive tar and glaive tar, and then probably tech, right? Because at the time, yeah, and instrument tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it would be that. It'd replace rush the stage with uh, harmonic hip hop. Yeah, I think I think we did pretty well there. Like in general, I know I think that yeah. was a little bit of low hanging fruit, right? With tech yeah, and glaive tar I... and stuff, but yeah, we got yeah. very baited by rush the stage. <laughs> but apart yeah. from that, like pretty good. Yeah, we well, did. I, I mean, wallopers were looking Yusi. Like they just yeah, got they nerfed. They, like uh, the, I, I defend that one. Yeah, we we just didn't realize that you drew so many cards that you didn't need to tutor them because you just had them right. always because you drew so many cards. Um, but hey, look, at least that's a mistake all three of us made and not just one, right? So we can't laugh at a singular person. All right, we'll see if our predictions are as close this time. I think we were talking a little bit earlier, and I'm I'm predicting that we're going to be a lot more, you know, a lot a lot different uh, this time around. We'll see. I feel like I had. It was hard to, to pick five for all of us, and so that that's why I feel like it's a little bit harder, right? There's not as much, many, you know, low-hanging cards there for us to choose. All right, before we hop into our predictions, do want to spend a little bit of time. Uh, we did do some theory crafting, you know, for standard. Um, I know we also did a little bit of theory crafting and played, you know, or built some wild decks. Uh, we've had kind of like a week and a half to just digest all of the cards that have been revealed. So I kind of want to just, like, open the floor for, you know, cards or decks from the new expansion um that you guys are excited about and, and, and excited to, to mess around with in wild um i don't know i feel like there's a lot of uh a lot of cards that i'm just excited to toy around with that make for like good content things like uh the stars align or whatever in priest just looks like goofy fun and then like every single one of the titans when i was picking my five favorite it just felt like it I was like, you know, I had this bag of legendary minions and I was just rooting around in there and picking one out at random. I'm like, yeah, sure, that one's going to be fun. And it's like, aside from, I'm very excited about one Titan in particular, but the other ones all just like are about equally like exciting for me. They they just like often big, beefy value engines that, uh, that, that do s- some silly things and allow for some silly plays. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Titans. Um, they seemed powerful in the, um, theory crafting. Uh, but like, that's a very specific metagame where, you know, your one third of your deck is new cards. So the decks are like by definition unrefined and people are, you're going up against other streamers and content creators. So you have a little bit more room for goofiness, like, uh, in, in a lot of those cases. So I don't know how well that will translate to, to wild, but, um, looking forward to it nonetheless. Yeah, maybe we can rephrase the questions so that way we don't overlap too much with our eventual top five. Um, more about, you know, did anything in particular surprise you 
when the theorycraft was happening anything catch you off guard that you weren't really expecting or or what was the general experience that uh you had in the theorycrafting anything stand out that you tried or that you saw from uh you know the people that you're playing against um it doesn't take much for shaman to kill you is the thing that i learned very quickly like you just kind of die um there there's a lot more from hand damage than i was expecting just across the board it seemed like because when you look at the titans you're like those are big beefy uh like board based things but then like you get stuff like sif throwing damage over the top i looked i, I think i took like 53 or 50 63 uh damage uh from a single sif as control warrior then i turned around and did 33 uh as a control warrior because i had odin down so like things like that um were a little bit unexpected um and i was surprised at how clean the uh plagues felt in uh death knight as well uh that was one of my favorite decks that i played is just like the getting something additional other than just damage off of them when they're drawn feels a lot better than something like a bomb where you're just like cross your fingers hope you uh hope you pull them you're also like increasing the density of um things in their deck compared to bombs so it just feels a lot less bad to play uh i feel like on both sides because you're taking slow incremental damage when you're drawing the plagues and um you're not like you know desperately searching for for bombs every game um when you're, you're playing the deck so i feel like it's a better it, it's a bit of a compromise that feels a lot better for both players in my opinion yeah yeah i you're taking my hosting job bro this is useless i know piece I, of the it. Now. Um, yeah. I mean I, i'm gonna still a little bit of raffles answer there like the titans you know we when we when we originally saw them like a month ago I think the response was, we're not underestimating anything ever again, right? When it comes to WoW, like we did kind of maybe the Colossal Minions. And, and I don't think that... It, it's very hard to underestimate these Titans because they're really damn powerful. Um, like, I, I I saw people do some stupid things with ENR in Standard. Um, and I think that's going to be a very good deck in Standard. And I'm wondering, like, how to best abuse that or use it in Wild. Um, things like, just like the Hunter one just seems like all around good. Same with Amethyst. The Priest one is busted in half same with the shaman um and so I'm, I'm excited i think titans are you know gonna be you know they're the namesake card of the expansion and i think i'm like really excited to see if how big of an impact i think they will have an impact but i'm excited to see just like just how big um but i think there's a lot of other like role players and pieces for existing decks in the format which i think is always huge uh you know festival legends kind of had the same thing where yeah we got like a brand new archetype when it came to, to the questline druid um but a lot of other older pieces got support and this looks like the same thing is happening this set which is which is pretty cool yeah the um standard definitely feels like it kind of leveled up in terms of the off-board late game damage but also in terms of the board swings like drum circle is going to be a card <laughs> in standard hearthstone um I I got yeah. circled pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, Druid Druid feels really felt really good. Yeah. Um not like people are all playing blind aggro, so we'll have to see, but man, some of those board swings even paired with cultivation, like that that made me pretty interested in at least exploring some of the studio space uh in wild. Uh you know, it was that powerful. Um but yeah, Titans very good themselves. Um 
Meowth and I did get the chance to, we played like an hour of uh, wild in friendly. get us in trouble, bro. We're not. No, look, we, <laughs> we did. Look, it said we could do friendlies for specific content that we were looking for. I read the email to the best of my ability. Um, and so we Hey, did Hat, if you're listening, it's Corb's fault, not mine, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you in trouble. Um, and yeah, we, we tried a little bit of the automatons and the frogs, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, since we're on the topic. Guys, I hate to admit it, but but Corp may have been right. Um, the automaton priest seems very legit. Um, was killing Corp on turn four, turn five, like very consistently, uh, with ten attack automatons. And so, uh, I hate to admit it, I really do. But that Corp guy might have been right. Po Pogo I mean, priest I, I, is real. <laughs> I walked it back. I think I walked I it back in the last episode. So I don't. I was a That's the last thing I remember. Yeah, is uh, is Corb walking it back. Uh, but so, so if you um, walk it back, am I allowed to take credit for it? Then if you walked it back, maybe. maybe. No, it's. I, I think it sets him up for a win-win position. It just depends on which episode he wants to cite for. <laughs> uh, just uh, playing both sides. That way, I'm yeah. always on top. Yep. Yeah. Um, but even then, like I, I think Frog Shaman obviously is the, uh, the, the I think the strongest deck coming out of theory crafting out of the new stuff i, I think it's safe uh, to say i don't know if you guys agree with that it's, maybe i mean it's the most hyped it's the most yeah. right there you go. it's the most talked about i think it's yeah it's either yeah, i mean it could be on either end of the uh kingsbane uh quest line um demon hunter uh spectrum right like um i i think it would uh or maybe quest line or uh, the early druid uh, shenanigans, I guess, because like everybody's hyping it up pretty, pretty hard um, going into it. Um, but it is, you know, still has the potential to be a bit of a fragile deck, right? If it doesn't draw the frog, it's uh, going to be in trouble. Um, but man, when I found out that uh, what is a crash of thunder hit minions as well as face, I was like, oh, good god, <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> This is uh, not okay. So um, yeah, it's going to it's going to do a lot of damage. It's going to take maybe a little bit of refinement um, to get the right density of nature spells and minions, and um, you know, determine like figure out what it's uh, how how it's going to finish games. But I'm sure it won't take that long. <laughs> like there's some cards that you just like you, you just put in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a corp question. What's the uh, you know? What are you cooking for this uh, this questline shaman, or is it even questline shaman? Is it frog? Yeah, like. Uh, yeah, I was cooking a questline version. Um, compared to, I mean, you could use that over in dagger. I, I like we'll get to it when we talk about the powerful stuff. But I, I do think, um, there are some flaws maybe in in going in the like the full OTK as fast as you can game plan. But uh, we shall see. I, I don't know. I think the frog shaman stuff is very exciting. Um, I think a lot of the shaman stuff, actually, in general, is very exciting for the class. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I think it's before we move on, we keep like tiptoeing around naming specific cards to not, you know, yeah, to to jump on our, on our favorites and our strongest predictions. Um, but I just want to mention a couple of other cards that I think are going to be like, I, I feel like they're flying a little bit under the radar. Um, like people aren't aren't talking about them maybe as much as they should. Um, so one of them is maybe just like in. The, the spell school multicaster mage package kind of in general uh in wild and uh the other one is uh imprisoned horror 
uh, in Warlock. Like, you might not even need to be in a specific, like, questline Warlock deck for that horror deck to, to be real. Um, or, or horror just to be a good card. So I just wanted to shout out those two. I hope I'm not stepping any toes on predictions, but we, we just hadn't talked about them yet. And so I just wanted to make All sure right. that they were on people's radars uh, as cards that, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to messing around with. Back so. off me, Alf. All right, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I mention your zero mana five fives? My bad, my bad. Um, also, shout out to Steam Guardian. Black Rock and Roll Warrior seems seems good and fun. All right, we kept we kept skirting around things. You guys just want to hop into into predictions here? Okay. All right. Sure. So let's go ahead and start with favorites, because that way you know people can't judge us for our favorites. And so you know, Raffle, you wanna you wanna leave us in with your five cards that you're looking forward to playing the most? Sure, sure. Uh, the one that I've already played, and it, this is the one that like stands out above all because he is the best boy, and his name is the Primus. Um, like I just. I love the fact that he adds the health to like himself and you. Like he doesn't just heal; he he adds health. So like he sticks. You you stay alive. This is the probably the greediest titan um, because it's like a value engine on top of like the the value that you get off of the the button press, uh, which I really like. So similarly, uh, my. My next favorite is also Amon Thule, which does something similar. Like you get value from its effect, and then you get value back in hand. That's like, that's everything I want from a card. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, they like actually re remove threats and like make some sort of impact on board. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be uh, be at all playable. But uh, that's okay. Um, so all, yeah, all of these are legendaries because they all the legendaries seem fun. <laughs> uh, but next up is Odin. Um, just because like it feels good for Control Warrior to have like a way to close out games. In Wild, you have like two uh, two mana spells that give you ten armor, and uh, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> like if you if you can stick an Odin and then just like play a couple of those, your opponent probably dies, right? Like their hero just explodes after that. Shield block is now two mana. Like you, you just the the damage is just gets up there quickly um then argus um i actually did not play a single demon hunter deck during the theory crafting but i played argus multiple times and uh resummoned him with rodden and it was fantastic um he actually like does it like if you're playing a deck with a noticeable amount of minions like the cost reduction is uh is pretty cool uh, I don't think it'll be a very strong card, but like it, it opens up some fun possibilities. I even had a situation where I got through all three of his abilities, and they were all very fun. And so I just need to learn how to place minions to the left of him so that they can get rush instead of uh, life steal, especially when they already have life steal, like uh, the behemoth. Like that was that was a play I made multiple times uh, at the tail end of that seven hour stream. Uh, then finally. Uh, Hell yeah, man! I, I just like shuffling the uh, the plagues, like, um, and I like playing the uh, the Jeff Bezos sound clip of uh, of Hell yeah every time I draw her. So, um, I don't know. I, I like the plague archetype. Um, I, again, I, I like. I feel like it's a correction from the the feels bad parts of uh, Bomb Warrior that we talked about earlier. Uh, yeah, um, I, I have some similar ones when, when going through the faves. Uh, much like Ruffle, it is easy to just kind of want to throw in every Titan. 
Um, Titans are cool. <laughs> like, the Titans are cool. Uh, there's a lot more even that I like from this set on an individual card basis than I thought when I was actually going through. Um, I think my general impressions of the set improved uh, as I was actually trying to like list stuff, which um, is a nice feeling compared to sometimes in Wild you go through and it's a little bit of a slog. Um, all right, so the, the five favorite that I had are Black Ruffle, I had Odin and the Primus um, as well. I think those cards are very cool. Um, Eanor was another Titan that I had, um, the Druid Titan. Um, I think she's fancy and fun, and she'll be able to do some really wacky combo stuff. Uh, she was very satisfying to play. And then, looking at non-legendaries, I had Starstrong Bow. Uh, I think smacking people for big damage with big bow uh, is, is entertaining. So, hype <laughs> for that one. And the last one, it couldn't quite get in my most powerful, but I just want to give the, the honorable shout-out to Astral Automaton uh, for making me excited to deck build and... Uh, you know, experiment with, and I am very much looking forward to playing with this card. Yeah, yeah. Sh fair shouts for the Astral Automaton. I think he made it onto my list too after that theory crafting stream. Um, God, dude, I can't, I can't believe you've done it again, and, and you've baited all of Wild with this Astral Automaton priest. And it's, look, but... baiting before the set even comes out. This is advancements, uh, <laughs> getting better and better. <laughs> Uh, faster and faster, right? Uh, just like the scaling of the uh, the actual automatons. No, um, I actually think the deck is sweet. Even if it doesn't end up being super good, it's really funny to to kill your opponent on turn turn five with. Uh, confuse confuses the uh, like funniest outcome. Yeah. Um, in, in case people are confused about why confuse is a good card, do you wanna you wanna walk people through that interaction because I know you're gonna get a billion questions. Oh sure. All right. So yeah, the thing about confuse with astral automaton is that. Uh, when you flip the stats, the aura becomes permanent. So you have your 1-1 one, one automaton, it's buffed up to a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, it then becomes a 4-4, four, four, and then the buff is reapplied. So it becomes a 7-7. Seven, seven. So when you confuse, it goes from a 4-4 four, four to a 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, so it basically just double dips on whatever the buff is to every automaton that's on board. Which can actually scale very quickly, because if you have like 4 automatons and they're all 5-5s, five then all of a sudden confuse is plus 16 plus 16 of stats um which for is two mana for two mana and yeah it's uh it gets pretty crazy very very quickly yeah yeah i think that there's going to be a brief period of if it does become even a remotely playable deck there's going to be a brief period of uh of learning um uh, with the, some of the um mechanics associated with the automaton you don't know how many people like just aggressively told me how bad I am for missing an equality, um, like hand of justice play against Meowth on them. And I was just like, I, this is after me talking about it for several minutes before that turn lined up, <laughs> demonstrating the effect with uh, Amidas. Uh, and they still were freaking out over this like horrible misplay <laughs> of, of an interaction that does not work. Yeah. So, what is it? Kids these days don't know about like, uh, Aura's effects and equality, right? The right. South Sea Captain, Captain and Sea Captain equality yeah. and War right. Leader and stuff like that. Yeah, people, kids these days, man, they don't know. They um, don't. They don't. I remember well, the huge they... learning curve when like Bearoff came out and South Sea Captain was like uh, still a thing, and people were just like, "What? Yeah. How does this not work?" Um, same with, mm -hmm. Only classic gamers truly understand that with like Flame Tongue Totem and stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, Astral Automaton's on my list. I'm actually super excited about this card. Like the more I play with it. Uh, the more hype I am. I'm ready to be let down, but I'm hype about it. 
Um, I only had two uh, Titans on my favorites. Uh, so one of them is also ENR. Um, she can just do some stupid things, like you said, right? She Her, her abilities are kind of dumb. All three of them very, very powerful. Um, I, I was there crafting some Reno Druid, and I uh, put a Sathravar in my deck, unironically, um, just to get more ENRs, uh, which I'm excited to do. You know, Reno Druids are always super greedy. ENR kind of just leans into that and, and seems like a lot of fun. Uh, I also have Sargeras as my other Titan. Um, I, I'm the Warlock guy, I guess, on, on the podcast. I have to give a shout-out to him. He seems like just the one-card win con, you know, alongside Symphony of Sins. Seems like I'm going to be playing a, a little bit more Renalock this uh, this expansion, so a little bit excited about that. Um, I had Cultivation on here. Uh, this didn't make it into my strongest list, but um, I can't tell you the amount of people that have been asking me to play Treant Druid for the past six years, and now I will finally be playing Treant Druid, so you know they're not allowed to ask anymore. Uh, zero mana buffs seem, uh, seem, seem pretty good. And then last but not least for me, uh, I had to do a shout-out for Mecha Leaper. Uh, I don't play much Battlegrounds, and, and when I used to, I used to force the Leaper comp, and now that it's in, you know, constructed Hearthstone, somewhere or another, I'm going to be, you know, forcing some Mecha Leaper, and uh, seeing seeing if there's anything you know busted you could maybe do with uh, some of the Deathrattle activators uh, in Hunter. Um, but yeah, those are my five five favorite. As usual, all of them I think very different between the five of us. But now now it's time for some judgment. You know, Raffle, back to you. What are your five strongest cards of the set? Okay, I feel like I took this uh, pretty safe, pretty safe, uh, which I did last set too, and it served me reasonably well. Um, first up, I do have one Titan in uh, Golganeth. Um, card just feels like you play it in every single Shaman deck that exists right now, and uh, potentially even those that don't exist. Like, it's even cost, you played in even Shaman. It's uh, y- you know, big bulky draw, you probably played in a Frog Shaman, you'd probably played in Shadowwalk Shaman like he, he it just does so many things like the I can't tell you how many times the uh the AoE healing just like won the game <laughs> on on the spot like it didn't need to do anything else but then it did do any more things so like that's the that's the silly part uh so just the seemingly insanely powerful card uh next up I have drone deconstructor um the you know this just fits perfectly into every mech deck that uh exists and um like some of the the spark bots are probably game winning if they uh if you hit the right one in the right situation it probably just like can theoretically swing the game um so not something i'm terribly excited about but uh it's probably a clear pick for um something that's going to bolster all of the mech decks uh then I went with uh, Flash of Lightning. Um, seems to be a pretty big enabler for the the Shaman deck. Um, kind of like between this Crash of Thunder and like even Lightning Reflexes really surprised me, especially after the Flash of Lightning turn. Um, I had a situation where a Lightning Reflexes got me my third copy of Flash of Lightning in hand, and then the game just ends the next turn after you play all three of those. Um, so, like all of the the whole like nature package is looking pretty strong in in shaman. Um, next, I have awakening tremors. Um, that's the the four one or it adds three four one uh, beast to your to your hand, uh, which just seems like 
too strong with a reduced cost hunter rhino not to be good. Um, like, you have the harpoon gun to hit the rhino, you play those, the opponent's hero probably explodes. Um, and then finally, I think this one is a not necessarily in the set, but like has already demonstrated itself as one of the best cards that is being added with the, the patch in uh, Crusader Aura. So technically added to the core set, but it came with the expansion. Um, it's doing some silly things in Mech Paladin already, and it's probably going to make Mech Paladin a very silly deck for the foreseeable future. Hmm. Damn, maybe we're not going to differentiate as much as uh, we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, I had... There were about... There are 12 cards that I seriously considered, which is a lot. Like, there are five, and then I wrote down a ton of honorable mentions. Um, but maybe... Maybe I can mention them after, like Meowth has his picks as well. Um, but the the five that I had, um, I had Golganath. Um, that AOE is very dumb. <laughs> the AOE healing is uh, very, very good in Shaman, so uh, that card's silly. Um, I also had another Titan. I had a Munthal. Um, to me, these are the two standout Titan cards, and I would not be shocked in the slightest if either of these are nerfed for... Largely standard reasons, but uh, a month obviously isn't going to be um, played in every priest deck in Wild. Like you're not gonna probably be playing it in big priest. Oh, well, <laughs> probably not gonna be playing it in big priest. But um, I think it is gonna be so strong in arena priest uh, that I couldn't really help but mention it. Um, it I just think it's so busted. So sure. Uh, I also said flash of lightning. Um, I almost dropped it from the top five. Which may have been the spiciest take that I could come up with, but I just couldn't quite do it. Uh, I do think Flash of Lightning has some slight issues with how telegraphed it can be, but I, ultimately, it's the big enabler. It's the thing that's going to cheat out like 10, 15 mana. And um, I mean, how do you say no to that? So it's very, very tempting. Uh, I also had Ancient Totem. Ancient Totem. Um, zero mana Totem in Even Shaman. Good. Um, that card's gonna be very annoying, uh, in the early game, because even Charm becomes even more explosive. And the last one, much like Ruffle, I have already seen the effects of this card, and I'm gonna take a nice safe pick with Crusader's Aura, uh, because we already know it's good. So, why not just put it in the top five? Yeah, alright, well, you know, I started off this whole section predicting that we were gonna be very different, and, um, I also have Flash of Lightning, I also have Crusader Aura, and I also have Golgoneth. Um, so, you know, it, maybe not. But uh, I do have, a, I guess, a, a, a little bit of a different take. I, I also have Ancient Totem in here. This one was the one that I was, like, a little bit iffy on. Um, because, like, just how powerful can a Zero Mana Totem be? But then you, like, realize that a Zero Mana Totem is kind of busted. Um, and I think it's just going it, to it's gonna be a strong piece and a really strong deck. So I think it's, like, very safe pick here in the top five. Um then I guess I have the spiciest take, I think, with uh, with Inquisitive Creation uh, in my top five strongest cards. And uh, we haven't really talked about it much, but that's the the 4-mana 3-4 mech. That's like Battlecry, deal 1 damage to all enemy minions, improved by each spell school you've cast this game. And like I think I, I was kind of underestimating it. I think when we were doing our card reviews, I kind of like glossed over it a bunch. I'm just like, yeah, like we've talked about this, blah, 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 blah. And then I played it in Standard, and I was like, man, on Curve, this is a 4-mana that deals 3 damage to everything kind of on curve and that's that's kind of nutty and then you like look at mage and wild and you look at like obviously like quest mage and rena mage and things like that can probably abuse that 
But then I like took a look at everybody's favorite deck in something like Secret Mage, and just realized that like in Secret Mage, this is also just a four mana that deals three on curve, and that seems kind of cracked in something like Secret Mage. And when I was doing theorycrafting, I I cut Chatty Bartender, which is not something I thought I would ever do, but like it just seemed like it was there is no condition on uh, on this card like there is on, on Chatty Bartender, right? Where you you just get the AOE, and so. I think this card's going to be a staple in every mage deck, unless it gets nerfed for standard reasons, where I could like I could totally see this being really strong in standard. They nerf it to like not do any damage baseline, um, and then we might have to reevaluate re every while. But I, I think this is a card that I, I've like not seen anybody really talking about. Um, but th this card does seem like really insane. You know, you you say that, but I was this close to including really? it okay. on there. Okay. If if we weren't going to allow the Crusader Aura, it was going to be my fifth because this card is such a huge, like, just swing card. Like, and you know, people might like laugh at a uh, a card like this in Secret Mage, but like Secret Mage is the tempo deck. It relies on board to win, and the tempo swing of developing a three four on curve. It clears your opponent's entire board because, you know, very rarely things have more than three health going into turn four. Like, the, this card probably won me more games uh, in, like, the, that, whatever, multicaster Sif Mage than Sif did. Like, it, it just, it, it, it was clearly the standout card in that deck. Yeah, um, I didn't consciously really write these in order, but it was the very first card I wrote down in my honorable mentions. Uh, so it was top of mind. It almost made it... If it was doing more of a purely standard list, this probably would have been in my top three. So... Yeah. Okay. So you guys let me go on my soapbox for, some, for no reason. You guys should have stepped in and said something. Um, nah, let you I go. thought I was like you the know, only you, one I mean, that was like hype about this guy. Nah, nah you, we hadn't mentioned it. You, you weren't wrong. Uh, and you were the one that put it in your top five. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think pretty similar. Like We mostly had three or four of the same cards. Uh, largely, and then some of the differentiators were a monthful on my part, um, the the tremors for Roffle, and then Inquisitor for Meowth. I think those are the main, the, the notable ones at least. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, some other cards like that I wrote down at least like this that they're out there. Uh, Crash of Thunder, sure. <laughs> Crash of Thunder. Uh, I asked you guys beforehand, can I just like lump them together? And you guys told me no, but they like, they I, yeah, I mean, hand, right. <laughs> With I lightning. cheated and brought them up anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crash of Thunder is very, very good side. Um, Imprisoned Horror. You know, I think we all have a little bit of doubt about how Questline Warlock or that kind of a Warlock in general can perform in wild, but I'm sure we all agree that zero out of five fives are quite strong um, in, in this format. So that's another one. Uh, Thorin. You know, another card for the frog deck that felt really insane when I was playing with it. Uh, Cultivation, Meowth had it as his honorable, uh, it, uh, one of his favorites. And I also wrote down Automaton. Like, I, it might seem like a complete meme, but it wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a very viable Automaton priest uh, at this stage, especially after toying around with it. So that's what I had, like, as the twelve things that I just noted down. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I mean, interested in what the, uh, you know, the audience thinks. Did we miss anything, like, super powerful? Um, I also, just, like, generally, I know when reveal season, like, initially concluded, there were a little, there was a little bit of hesitation uh, about how we were feeling with the set, uh, mm -hmm. specifically for Wild. Uh, basically, the vibe that I'm getting is that that's kind of picked up, at least. 
uh, over the past like week or so. Like we're feeling a lot better about the set for Wild. It, it feels like just like Festival of Legends, there's going to be like ten or so cards that are probably going to be very highly impactful uh, in the format. And by highly impactful, I mean like they're going to see play in decks, right? Uh, maybe not like break the meta wide open, but uh, ten or twelve cards seeing play seems pretty insane. I I am more optimistic about this set than Festival. I think Festival had uh, a smaller handful of cards that were very extreme, uh, obviously headlined by uh, Instrument Tech. Um, but I think that this set, the top end is very deep. Uh, and there's a lot of potential standouts. Like, like I didn't have Drone Construct in my top five, and I already know it's going to see him play in top tier decks and be a very good card in top tier decks. So it's like, I think we have a lot of powerful stuff going on here. Yeah, I think the the strength of the set is clear. Like, um, I I think that there will probably be a you know above average uh, portion of uh, the you know new cards in either existing decks or new decks. Um, that said, I'm not like super pumped for some of the the decks that are getting uh, mm-hmm. support as well as like probably getting um, you know made out of uh, out of the set like. Frog Shaman isn't terribly fun to play against. Uh, Mech Paladin, also the same. I, everybody knows my feelings about Even Shaman. They've remained consistent since the first time through. Um, so, like, I, I'm not super <laughs> excited about some of the decks getting support, but, like, yeah, it is going to be an impactful set, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Good. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's a good thing to differentiate, is the power versus, like, the excitement of what specifically is getting supported because yeah listing all these cards out mm, <laughs> it's a bit dicey <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we'll see though we'll see. um I, I am excited though that when there are like 10 or 12 strong cards in a set I think that's exciting because I remember having sets where there's like we were struggling to find the fifth card for our strong like our fifth strongest and not, that's not because we couldn't decide between eight options it's just like there there wasn't like a fifth card i remember when we had expansions like that and that you know at least that we have 12 that means there, there's hype right there's a lot of stuff that we get to play with uh which i think you know is important um that being said you know I, i'm excited to see kind of how the meta shakes out i'm expecting a lot of frog shaman day one um i'm also expecting a lot of uh a lot of titans to, to see play at, at least in the first week i'm excited to see you know just how just how good they are and, and you know whether that argument of them being too slow or not is actually like a viable argument uh for our for our format um but yeah any last words before the expansion comes out tomorrow uh, anything you want to you know make sure is out there in the world before people get to play the cards any predictions anything like that no i i think it looks like it in spite of that like some of the maybe less powerful cards so i don't want to be full doomer because some of the maybe less powerful cards still seem fun to play right so like maybe like something like an automaton priest could be a fun fringe playable like um archetype that could be generated whole cloth and that would be fun i think um you know things like uh some of the if the titans if any of the titans see play at all like that seems like a pretty big win to me just because that means we're getting to like we're getting to turn six and seven you know so um I, I would consider that a win just if we see any Titans play. Unfortunately, it's probably just like the main one that's going to see play is Golgoneth, which, like, again, we're talking about the decks that it goes in. Not super happy about that, but 
Hopefully some of the other ones get some love, too. Automaton fringe archetype. <laughs> Wash your mouth out, Ruffle. Um, no. Uh, there's stuff that I'm excited to try. Uh, I don't think there's anything out there. I think, I don't know, I laid down the spiciest predictions I, I could realistically think of. Um, I don't know. I think we've talked it all out. So, containment unit, best card of the set. Well, glad we all agree. <laughs> That one came out of nowhere. No, um, I'm ready for bull prediction, Astral Automaton, uh, Tier 3 deck in the next VS report, you know, whenever that that happens. Tier 3 deck. It's it's going to be real. No no fringe archetype here. It's going to be a real deck. People, are, It's going to get nerfed. It's going to be that butt. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, look. No, you look. If Clergy Priest can get banned, you know, and nerfed while being 40% deck, why can't Automaton? All right, please don't nerf Automatons. Please, Liz. No, um... I'm interested. If you guys are listening, make sure you guys leave your comments down below with the uh, the cards, the decks, and stuff that you guys are most excited to try out. Uh, Raffle and Corb and I will all be streaming this week, making tons of content. Um, so, guys, thanks for joining me, and let the people know where they can find you guys and that content. Uh, yeah, you can find me live on uh, Twitch and YouTube probably the first several days straight of the expansion and uh, YouTube content going out daily. And you can find me at Corbett on Twitch or Corbett Games on YouTube. Oh, no, no mention of the Twitter or X this time. I see what you did. I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me. I get me off on all those platforms. Uh, thanks again for listening uh, all the way to the end of the episode. Hope everybody enjoys Titans when it comes out tomorrow. Hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys again next time. Later.